We've been doing the third way. How many of you were here last week? Okay, a chunk anyway, not everybody. Um, Mike, Mike spoke last week, <clears throat> and uh, it's about the third way, quote unquote, is these books that we're doing back there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they present this whole concept of the third way, and, and the concept is really good, actually. Um, basically, the world kind of gives us two options almost all the time, and it's kind of fight or flight. Go, go with the flow or stick in the mud. Yeah, make your choice. But Jesus offers us a third way, a different way to go about getting through life, and it's much more interesting, much, much, it's, it's less like fight or flight. Mike put the, put the word sacrifice on it, which is not an option that is, is brought up by the world very often. Um, say often too many times in that sentence, I can't remember. Uh, I am going to pray for us, make sure, you know, try and get God to filter out any stupid things that I say and uh, accentuate anything good that I might say. So if you guys want to pray with me, that'd be sweet. Jesus, thanks for the day. Um, it's, it's beautiful out. It's nice to look out. At, it's nice to look out a window. Um, and thank you that we may look out a window instead of looking into a window, um, even if just just a few hours. Keep us warm. Keep us safe in here. Keep us warm. Keep us safe tonight, wherever we might go afterwards. Uh, but right now, love us. Um, hopefully, you make us smarter with the words that you've given me. Um, please protect us all from me. From me making us dumber. Um, but more than anything, may you love us and may we love you in return. Thanks. Amen. <clears throat> okay. Third way. Um, so, yeah, last week, like I said, Mike said, uh, um, kind of introduced us to what the third way is sacrifice. Uh, this week, I'm talking about figuring it out discovering what the third way might be in a specific situation um, that you might face in your life. Uh, the last, or, well, not the last, actually. Next week, Mike's going to talk again, and it's going to be much more pragmatic. How to actually go down that path, following the third way. Um, but that's, that's where we are tonight. I'm going to tell you how to find it. Um, and why would you want to find it? Well, let me tell you about my story. There's a lot of my story in it, in it tonight. At the end of high school, I wasn't a Christian. Um, I was over school. I was really good at school. But I hated it. <laughs> um, and the two options that the world presented to me were, A, go to school, get a job, get your cubicle, make some money, be a cog in the machine. Or B, don't go to school, get a crappy job, be a nobody. That's it. That was like way one and two. No third way presented there. I had no idea what the third way is. I didn't even really have a name for this third way thing until a couple weeks ago. But then I really didn't know what to do. Like I was like, I thought those were my only options. Like, mm, sweet. And by sweet, I meant not sweet. This is bleak. I don't want to do this. But, I, I don't know, the 
decision was forced upon me. He's like, Jesse, you're going to go to school, right? I was like, okay, yeah, all right, fine. And yeah, I ended up at a state university, freshman year, looking around at my classmates and like, oh, yeah, bunch of cogs, all of us. Ah, life is awesome. <laughs> my friends, you want the third way. I wanted the third way then, and I didn't know it. I didn't know how to find it. What were you going to do? I thought my, my two options were automaton or nobody. There's got to be something better than that. I knew there had to be something, but I didn't know how to fi- figure that out. The third way is what you want. I'll tell that to all of you here tonight. Whether, whether you're walking with God, whether you think God is awesome, or whether you think God sucks, the third way is a good way to live. When the world asks us left or right, you say up. The world asks creationism or evolutionism, I say yes. Democrat or Republican, I say it depends. Over or under, try through. Motorbikes or scooters, uh, that one's... That one's clear-cut, actually. It is motorbikes. That's <laughs> You can figure that out. Um, chicken or fish? Tofu. Paper or plastic? Brought my own. Bus or taxi? Bicycle. Team Edward or Team Jacob? Frickin' zombies! <laughs> Cash or credit? Save your money. Abstract or impressionism? Cartoons. Catholic or Protestant? My friends, when the world asks us fight or flight, we say sacrifice. That's how I got here. That's why I'm up in front of you guys right now. So I found the third way. Let me keep going with my story. So yeah, looking around, freshman year, college is like, okay, bleak. This is not what I want to do. I don't want to be like all of you. <laughs> I don't want to be like what I am right now. <laughs> what do I do? Well, you know, I had to take these core classes, you know, these core, what do you, um, electives. Basically, it, oh, electives suck at a state university. They can, don't let you take anything actually useful. It's got to be something, like, they want you to round out your education with these elective classes. So I was like, oh, well, drawing, you know, that'd probably help me out in, in, uh, in what I'm doing. No, you can't take drawing or the useful art classes. You have to take, like, art history or something like that. It's like, ugh, pointless. Anyways, a little diatribe there. I took this philosophy class this was like, because I was like, okay, more to life. There's got to be more to life than this. One thing that I figured out, I wanted to make the world better. The world had to get better because the world was, was and is and is getting more messed up all the time. I wanted it to be better. It's got to be a philosophy that gets us there. And so I took this philosophy, co- uh, philosophy class and started reading all sorts of stuff. I started reading uh, Confucius and Muhammad, Kant, uh, the West- Western guys. Um, was I? I don't remember. Um, but I started looking at all these different philosophies, and uh, I couldn't find anything that really actually made the world better. Um, I looked at, you know, Buddhism, and it was really, 
it it did it, it improved things but it was is insular like it was just improved the self it's like well it slows down evil but it doesn't push back on evil looked at islam and i couldn't figure out the the point of that besides paradise and even getting to paradise was was kind of sketchy there was some offense involved that i didn't wasn't convinced actually made the world better so i think in a lot of cases it made it worse uh, I looked at a lot of Western philosophies, which were endless. Um, and by endless, I mean there was no, there was no point. There was no end to it. It was all about the means. Um, naturalism, um, uh, epistemology, all sorts of Western, really cerebral sort of philosophies. And I was like, eh, doesn't doesn't get anybody anywhere. <laughs> There's no point. One that I started, like, getting into for a while was humanism. Humanism was actually kind of interesting. You know, like, human spirit. We're all brothers and sisters. Like, we can make this world a better place. But it's just so bootstrappy. Like, help yourself. Pull yourselves up by the bootstraps and make the world better. And it, uh, it's just so daunting and lonely, ironically. There's a little spark. I was like, oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, it's not much going there. Um, and, and you know, and then I, and then the class ended. I was like, okay, what else do I read? I don't know. Started talking to people. Started talking to anarchist friends. Lots, of, lots of naturalists and um, and things and people and all sorts of hybrids. But I never found anything that pushed back on the world that actually made the world better. There's a lot of stuff that kind of put a Band-Aid on yourself. Nothing that made the world better. Just kept on reading, kept on talking. And then as a last-ditch resort, I read the gospel. <laughs> um, I was brought up in a Christian house, but the Christianity, all that held for me was, you know, don't drink, don't smoke, be nice, don't listen to the radio, don't watch the Smurfs. It's like, it's like, yeah, ooh, philosophy, that's deep. That's going to help a lot of things. No. It's also pretty, well, insular. I mean, it was just like, protect yourself. Don't go outside. And disclaimer, my parents, my parents are awesome. They, they actually figured out a lot of things when I did, but we were, it was after I got out of the house. My parents are amazing. Um. But yeah, I was like, okay, there's got to be more to it than this. I mean, this is a huge social phenomenon with all these Christians in the world. There's got to be more to it than just morals, do's and don'ts. So I, so I started reading the Gospels, trying to find some morality, kind of wade through the ethereality of it and stuff. And reading, didn't take me long, got to chapter 5, and there was. I found it found what I was looking for. Put, put Matthew five forty three up there. You have heard that it was said, this is Jesus talking, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I was like, yeah. Heard that a lot. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That, that's good philosophy. That's pushing back on the evil. This is the first time somebody said anything about infecting the evil with good. 
about making the world better instead of just yourself. I mean, that's another word for sacrifice, this third way. I didn't have, it was like, you know, third way, 543. I mean, I didn't know it was called that, but this is what I was trying to find. So I signed up. It's like, okay, I don't know about the church thing. I don't know about Christianity, but Jesus, this stuff, this is cool. This, this could make the world better. So I started trying this stuff. Somebody was a jerk to me, I'd be cool back. I didn't just tolerate it. It was like, somebody was a bastard, I'd say like, dude, well, yeah, you can have my seat and you, you want to copy my notes. <laughs> I don't know. And yeah, things happened. My life changed. All sorts of things happened. There's some sacrifice involved. Yeah, I lost some stuff. My, my GPA. <laughs> I, got, I got my degree, <laughs> but it wasn't with the greatest GPA or the, or, or the, the uh, major that I started out with. You know, I started out with engineering, and I ended up with business. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to think for a business degree. Nothing personal to anybody with a business degree. <laughs> I graduated with a bunch of people that didn't think once, okay? Maybe it was marketing. Uh, yeah, also known as lying and deceit. <laughs> if you can lie, you can get a degree in marketing, okay? I'll put it that way. Oh, I, I graduated with such evil people. <laughs> See, okay, this is a little tangent. The reason I ended up in marketing, I have to defend myself. Because, like, I, I was in engineering, and I was really good at that stuff. Um, physics, blah, blah, blah. That was no problem for me. But then I found Jesus, and I was like, I just want to be around people, and I want to love people. And so I knew I got to change my major. I can't do the cubicle thing. And so I talked to some advisor. I was like, I just want to be around people. What should I go into? Marketing. I was like, okay. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, two or three semesters later, I was too close to getting a degree. I was like, crap, this sucks. <laughs> I'll just get out of here. <laughs> So yeah, to defend myself, that's that's why I had that degree. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, academics went out the window. That that wasn't important to me anymore. But one, I, the spiritual, I didn't know. And in, in all my my seeking of what I didn't know was the third way. I wasn't thinking about the spiritual. I just wanted to make the world better. I mean, socially is all I could think of, really. But spiritual deficit without Jesus, without God's Holy Spirit in your life, that's a, it was like mind-blowing. It was like, I didn't, I thought it was just like intense emotion is all spirituality was. It's not. Spirituality is a big deal. And I really, that was a mind-blowing thing once I figured it out. Uh, another thing that happened was the world got better. Remember what I was trying to do? I was trying to make the world better. It got better because of Christ in me. Because of the third way. I love people. I love people. I listen to people that no one else listened to. I hang out with people that no one else hung out with. Got a lot more friends. <laughs> and so did other people. All of this, all of this little section of my story 
is to say my first point. One way to find the third way, to figure out the third way, what the third way is in your life, is to think. Put some thought into it. Christians, you don't have a good reputation of thinking. And it's somewhat deserved. <laughs> Maybe not so much at, at Scum of the Earth. I dare say you guys are a whole lot more thoughtful than other places. <laughs> oh, I almost said somebody specific places there, but I didn't. Um, anyways, uh, you got to be thoughtful. you got to put some thought and creativity into figuring out the third way because no one's going to tell it to you. This world is going to corral you and try and get you to follow the, their path of fight or flight. Sacrifice, that's not, that's not on anybody's agenda, generally speaking. You've got to figure out, wh- how could I sacrifice? How could I make this world better in this decision that I'm faced with? Uh, Mark, go to, that next, to the next slide. Yeah. These are the three ways that I'm going to be talking about tonight. Using your head. Thinking. Gone over that one. Um, shutting up and listening. And then through friends, sisters, brothers. Uh, I'm going to move on, but a uh, couple, couple more things with this first one. God said a bunch of stuff to, all, to us already. He's indicated the third way. And it's shown to us in the Bible. You guys got to read your Bible. It is a big deal. If you study the works of God, what he's done, if you study the words of God, what he said, you can figure out a lot in this world. I say everything. It's arguable. But I think you can, the Bible's got something to say for every single situation. It, it doesn't spell it out. Again, it's going to take thought. It's going to take interpretation. Like, it, it's not going to say, you know, yes, buy the pretty good $10 jeans instead of the awesome $40 jeans. It doesn't have a guide to getting the friend to be more than a friend. <laughs> it doesn't have a guide for what to do when you put in 80 applications and still no job. What to do when the boss, your boss gives all the good shifts to the hot girl. You guys have to put some thought into figuring it out. That it's possible. You can piece so much together. God is, 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 I've learned to love God and know God so much from putting scripture together. God likes Beethoven more than Schubert. I know that. Because I've read the Bible. You can ask me about it. I'm pretty sure um, God would uh, buy a Ford before a Buick. He likes watching soccer more than cricket. Um, not totally sure about this one, but I've thought about it, and I think he likes Chris Rock more than Mitch Hedberg. I like Mitch Hedberg more. And another one that I might disagree with God on, I think he's a whole lot more interested in reality TV than I am, which is kind of weird. I think he cares about people's motivations and what people are trying to go for. And I don't. <laughs> I just get pissed when I watch that. <laughs> but I know, 
I'm getting to know God. I'll never be able to totally put my finger on him. It's like, oh, yeah, God, I got him nailed. And I know exactly what he'd do in every situation. No. He's way bigger than that. I figured that out, too. I'll never have him totally figured out. But I figured out quite a bit. It's because I read my Bible. Friends, read it and figure it out. Okay. Keep going. Uh, next one. Shutting up. Um, there was a time in my life when God uh, spoke to me quite often. He had, he had things for me to say, or wait, no, things for me to hear. All I had to do was just kind of stop and listen. And that happened semi-often to me for a while. It's, things are a little different now. That's a whole, that's like several other sermons. But it was, it was crazy. I mean, like, I was just so busy. I was, you know, like, I just loved being around people all the time. I, I just, like, talking and hanging out and parties and everything. God just couldn't put a word in edgewise sometimes because I just was so busy and I wouldn't stop to listen. It's harder than you'd think to listen to God. I've found that my mind won't slow down enough to hear God in less than an hour. It normally takes me like three hours or something like that. How, many, how, many, how often do I now or does anybody give God that much time in a day? Slow down enough. Empty your mind. Stop thinking about the bills or that stupid song that won't get out of your head or whatever. It's hard to do that. It takes some time, and it's not easy. Let me encourage you to try it. Um, we live in such a noisy world, and I, th- and I totally think it's, I think it's, what? Oh. Oh, yeah, noisy world, yeah, yeah. My kid's screaming upstairs. <laughs> um, noisy world. Yes. So, yeah. Have you guys heard, have you heard God's voice described as still and small? Still a small voice? You guys know where that's from? No. <laughs> uh, it's First Kings, actually. He's, he's uh, with Elijah. Um. It's a pretty sweet little little story. I get you can put it up, put it up there, Mark. Just some background. It's it's Elijah. Elijah's kind of last one of God's last guys on earth. I mean, everybody's just being mental, and uh, but Elijah's saying, saying, guys, no, 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 third way. You want this, but nobody's listening, and he's beat. Elijah is just dejected and over it. So God gets him up on a mountain. It's like, okay, I'm going to talk to you. So, this is God showing up. Behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, still small voice. This is super contrasty, super awesome. I think this is, I mean, God's getting something across with this crazy contrast. Loud! Crash! Boom! Crazy! This is how I work! 
says, God, this is how I talk. It's a weird contrast. I think I, one thing that comes to mind is like you wonder if Teddy Roosevelt was was ripping this off in his famous quote. What you know, talk softly but carry a big stick. <laughs> Speak softly and carry a big stick. If a God is gonna work like that, so loud and crazy and do crazy things, but talk really softly, you better be paying attention. If he can have such big effects, but he's not he's gonna talk real softly to you, you better be paying attention. <laughs> better be listening we better give him space and quietness that we might hear him um let me give you an example of uh of how this has happened in my life uh there was one time i was on a retreat it was actually close to close to norad actually in um uh colorado springs in the foothills there and uh I actually wanted to hear from God, so I decided I, I made space for him. I made space for him that day, and I started hiking up this peak. I was just chugging and sweating my brains out and getting to the top, and I had uh, my iPod in. At, uh, some, it was, it was uh, really worshipful to me at the time. It was oddly worshipful. Uh, um, Further Scenes Forever, the second one. What is that? How to Start a Fire. How to Start a Fire. And it was just really awesome. I don't know. I was just having such an amazing worship time, which is like not exact. I mean, it was uncommonly good. I was like, this is awesome. And I kind of thought that was my time with God. I was like, sweet. This is awesome. And so I got to the top and I sat down. I pushed stop. And my my ears and my mind were kind of reeling from the silence, actually. And my body was like limp and tired. And I was, at the, I was on top of this peak looking down over over the front range. I just opened my Bible to the first thing I thought of, Genesis 12. And God said, spoke to me, first verse. Get up. Pack up your stuff. Go to land, which I will show you. And I don't know, I mean, I, I can't explain everything. I can't explain how God works all the time. But I knew that place was Denver. And, the, and the, at the time, I was living in Montana. And Montana's pretty sweet. <laughs> it's kind of utopic. Um, Kachina, I don't know. What do you think about that? <laughs> she said so. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said, go to Denver. I was like, oh, okay. But it was clear. God said something. I was like, oh, 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 okay. I thought I just had a good worship session, but like, I was just getting ready for him to like change my life. It's like, oh, pack up, go somewhere else. And that's been the third way to me. I sacrificed some to come down here to Denver, but I get to be friends with all of you. I, dare, I mean, there's cool people in Montana. But, <laughs> brothers and sisters, like, I'm, like, I'm more psyched for the, for the scum of the earth party in heaven than, than other parties. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are awesome. To be here with you is a big deal to me. And it started with this, me stopping to listen to God. Okay, keep moving. Last one. Uh, through your friends. Um, I'm going to continue the story of Jesse and I, my, my wife and I, getting here. 
My wife's name is Jessie, in case you didn't know that. could be awkward if you didn't. Um, <laughs> Jessie likes his chicken spicy. <laughs> um, anyways, Seinfeld for you? Yeah, you like that? Um, so yeah, we, we came here to Denver. We, we moved down to here to Denver, which wasn't like totally easy in the first place. You can talk to my wife about that. But um, our intentions, like our assumption, was that we'd actually continue working in, with students. We were, do, we were doing student ministry um, on universities. Uh, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship is who we were with. And, um, oh, excuse me, and when, the, when we got here, we kind of assumed that we'd go on staff uh, somewhere in the Denver area, you know, because that's where God told us to go. And um, that was fine. We just had to, you know, perform a couple tasks. There's a couple things that we needed to do in order to come on staff here in Denver, like at the Rary campus or DU or something like that. And um, they weren't easy things, um, but they're totally doable. My wife and I are like, okay, we can do it. Let's get them done. Uh, I can't go into the specifics, um, which sucks, but sorry. Um, but we tried, and we did everything we could. We did, we, we did our part. And somebody else didn't do their part. Um, and we were prevented from doing the tasks that would get us on, on staff and, and to what we thought, doing ministry in Denver. We were prevented. We were like, okay, God, you told us to come here, come here, and now you're not letting us do ministry. And we were like freaking out, looking at each other like, ah, what the hell's going on? A friend of ours, um, he would actually, he would have been our boss here. Um, he had the power, well, he actually set up these tasks that you got you to accomplish this stuff. And then, then, I'll, then, you know, I'll hire you on. And he had the power to, to just say, okay, never mind about the tasks. You were obviously prevented from doing that, like somebody else botched it. So never mind about the tasks. Come on, staff. He didn't do that. We couldn't see the third way, my wife and I. We didn't know there was a third way. We thought we were on it. We thought we were doing good. Our friend said, I don't think God, this, is, this isn't what God's doing in your life. We were frankly pissed. We were like, uh-huh. <laughs> but he said, no, I'm sorry. I could take you on staff, but I think I'd be going against what God is doing in your life. Jess and I, were, we were devastated. We didn't know what to do. Mike Sayers was extremely psyched. He was happy about this. He's like, oh, hey, what? Oh, you can't go on InterVarsity? Bummer. Why don't you come on staff with us? And we're like, oh, okay. And that's been the third way there. It was awesome. Thanks, Mike. Um. So yeah, sometimes your friends step in and say, this is the third way. This is what Jesus is trying to do in your life. But you haven't listened, and you haven't figured it out yourself. So I'm going to help you out. Try this. Listen to your friends. Pay attention to your friends, my friends, my brothers and sisters. One, one asterisk about this whole third way thing that's illustrated in this, in this last story is... is uh, Third way isn't necessarily fun. 
it's not necessarily easy. I still look back at this at this point and me like what led to us being us leaving university and I don't think it was a good time. I still I think it was a bad time. I don't want to live that again. It's led to amazing things, but it was hard. The third way is not often the easiest. It's very seldom the easiest way to go. Like Mike said, it's sacrifice. Sacrifice sacrifice hurts. It costs you something. Keep that in mind. Not always, it's not the flattest path. That's not how you find the third way. That is not a characteristic of it. One thing that I, another asterisk to this is, what if you are the friend in somebody's life that says, okay, I see what Jesus is doing there. He's not figuring it out. You better say something. I'm not going to say too much about this. But are you going to let somebody go down a path that is against what God has for them? Which is what's best for them? Don't let your friends stay in the dark about it. Love your friends if you can see what Jesus is doing in their life. Now, I'm going to kind of wrap it up here. I, I, another disclaimer I have is if I said that these are the three ways that God reveals his third way, I mean, that, that'd be like saying there's like three mediums of art total. That's ridiculous. There's like infinite mediums of art. There's infinite ways that God loves us. He's much more creative than these three ways. These have been powerful in my life. And I think you guys should try these. But be ready for anything. <laughs> God, God talked to a guy through through a donkey. <laughs> We're really trying not to swear in any way in this in this sermon. <laughs> um, God is really creative in the way he gets our attention and the way he moves. So, don't limit him to these three things. Um, and then some advice with these three things. You're thinking about them and like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to try. I'm going to try one of these. My suggestion is the one that you least want to do. Seriously. Like you're thinking, oh, you know, yeah, I like journaling and I like meditating. And, and uh, yeah, you know, I could use some solitude. And, yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. I might say try a small group. Spill your guts a little bit. You're not a verbal processor. Try being a verbal processor with coffee, over coffee with somebody else. Or maybe you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just gonna talk my friend's ear off all the time and until they tell me what the third way is. That might not be the way that God's trying to get a hold of you. Maybe, maybe you're saying, well, I haven't gotten away in a while. I haven't heard from God in a while. Those might be connected. Maybe you're a raging extrovert. God might want you want to get you by yourself. I don't really have any scriptural basis for this. It's just the way God works. 
he, he doesn't always use the front door. He doesn't always like to do the most conventional way to you, to me, to anybody. He likes to be surprising. He likes to be weird. That's one of my favorite things about him. But you got to expect him in a weird way, in a way that you're not totally used to. All right, friends. Thanks for listening. I mean, if there's just a couple of things that you remember, read your Bible. Get to know God through that book. He said a ton to you already. Look at that. And love God. He's crazy. He's, he's good crazy. He's the best crazy. And he's got a really good way for you to live your life. The third way. And, and Mike's going to give us more of that next week. So thanks, guys. Bye.